0: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective, teaching, conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Good afternoon,
1: everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. Uh, and I'm here today when I'm giving you a chance to go get your cassettes, your CDs, your DVDs, your MP3s, your digital recorders uh, for a historic moment. Uh, I have my wife <laughs> in the studio with me. Been trying to get her into the studio for a while. And uh so the only so I had to play the birthday card. She asked me what I want my, father, my birthday and I said I want you to go on a radio show with me. And so uh she reluctantly agreed. So I know payback is coming one day, but at least I have this historic moment. So hopefully you got everything fired up and you're ready to go and uh to record this as we, we talk. I just want to continue down the vein, you know, of uh of you know, of, of marriage. You know, last week I was uh of course I grabbed a Star Tribune uh, last Saturday, and looked in there, and, and uh, saw where a guy in Plymouth, Minnesota, had uh, had an argument with his wife, and chased her down in traffic, and shot her. And uh, you know, and that's just a way to go before uh, Valentine's Day. And so many times in in relationships, you see you see all this tension that's, that's going on, and and, uh, and God called for marriage to be a reflection of His relationship with the church, and oftentimes even those of us in uh, in church, you know, don't don't really uh, understand how we're supposed to live that out and how we're supposed to be that example. And we have other couples out here really struggling, just really struggling. I know my time when I worked was at Hennepin County volunteering as a guardian at litem, and you see all the families coming through and, and, and the damage that it did to the children. And to see sometimes two and three generations coming through the court system because of how a certain life was lived in front of them, and then you get – into uh, and, and the to the church and you, you you say like wow I mean when I first came to church I was just so happy you know that it was so different and, and being a child of divorce and 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 seeing people together and seeing couples together and I said well I wish my parents had raised me this way only later on to see down the pipe that you know even those relationships you know would fail and and I was like oh my god is there any hope for anybody you know as, as, a, as a as a young man you know just growing up I remember the the first guy who would mentor me and uh and how he had he had uh would take me to to uh, like a restaurant after service and bible study and I you know just go over the scriptures with me and everything like that and, and him and his wife just seemed to be such the perfect couple. And then uh about five, six years later, uh they were going through divorce and, and I, I just couldn't understand it. I was like, man, but you know, God, God's supposed to be able to to, to keep everything going And I, I realized that, that thing called choice You know what I mean When I look at the book of Judges And see how people Follow God for a while You know When he rescued them And then uh, After a while they, they strayed away And you know and I always said I didn't want my life To be that way When you know when God rescued me You know I just wanted my life To be an example Not only to me And people around me But especially to my children I just wanted to set a pattern in my family of, of wholesomeness. So last week I was talking to you about how, you know, just some of the ground rules. Me and my my wife set as thirty one and thirty three year old grown people <laughs> for ourselves. Be home by eleven. Never be alone. You know these kind of ground rules that we were setting, not necessarily for us, but we we're trying to set them for our family to be something that we can go back and be able to tell tell our our, our children. And so, you know, I'm I'm happy to say that that uh it, that it's working so far. <laughs> It's working so far in the lives of them. You know, there's some bumps along the road that you get into. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, you know, it's, it's just some bumps that you have to have as you go through life. But I, I brought my wife in because I, you know, a lot of times I sit here and I maybe tell my perspective, you know, of the story, and, and we are opposite. You know, what I mean, you know, you know, when we first got married, uh, you remember how we used to, you know, go through study scripture together, and and uh, and she one day asked me, she said how come you look at every scripture and find something violent in it? Why does it got to be violent? And I looked at her and I said, how come you don't find nothing violent? It's obvious that it's in there. And, you know, so it's just, the you of nature. We're reading the same verse, but, definitely came out with two different perspectives and so now that we're in this in this stage of life you know i mean you know where we're considered the old ones in the church in in family (laughs) Uh, you run around we, we get grandchildren and great nieces and everything like that uh you know you know we we try to lean and help Help other people, you know, avoid some of them bumps along the way and avoid some of those some of those pitfalls, you know. And I'm I'm I try to be, uh, you know, just real open and honest with guys that they had to be the priest of the home, that uh, it's their job to make sure that everybody walks in their calling. Uh, that you know, I tell them to practice joy, Jesus first, other second, and yourself last. And getting to that point, but you know, there's also some things that along his life journey that that we had to learn the hard way by taking bumps and bruises but uh you know so i'm gonna ask her this question i'm gonna ask this uh layla when you when you look at just your 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 life preparing for marriage being married and you're dealing with somebody that's uh newly married or thinking about getting married what are what are a couple things that you just tell them they just need to be cognizant of as as about to be married or a young married person
2: Well, I think the first thing I remember, I had never wanted to be married, and I went to this seminar, and um, I stood up, as I normally do, just to be contrary, and I said, "Um, I don't want to get married, so um, I don't even know why I'm at this seminar, and the speaker said, well, about 80% of all people will eventually get married, so you will learn something from this. And as a result of that learning, I ended up, like a couple years later, I ended up getting married. And so the first thing I think people should consider is that you should definitely talk to people who are older than you, who have some experience in marriage, um, to learn, you know, what they're saying as far as... Um, Some pros and cons, some things that you should look out for and not just go into it saying, oh, God will work everything out because God will work everything out. But sometimes you still have to work and it's not always going to be the way you think it's going to be, but um, he will work it out for good. And so I'm finding out that, um, you know, in marriage, it's not always what you think or what you had hoped it would be, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to be great because God always does exceeding abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. I think as females, um, we tend to grow up with this ideal of what marriage should be like or what our husbands should be like based on books that we read or shows that we've watched and, um, That's not necessarily the way God has intended marriage to be. And so I think we need to look at it from a biblical perspective as far as what does God say marriage should be like and not what do we say marriage should be like.
1: So just the importance of of back to that good old biblical uh, standard of discipleship or mentorship. I think it's some verse in that it says something about something about the older should teach the younger. (laughs) Or something like that. But then that's what makes divorce so nasty, though, because you get down the pipe and and you look at it. I mean, because I know in, in both of our families, I can't think of anybody in my family that, that finished the race biblically. You know what I mean? I know some that didn't get a divorce. Probably should have because you know they was both cheating on each other, but they just stayed together anyway. You know, but but uh, you know it just wasn't a, a biblical situation that I could draw from 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 my past. And uh, and I know the same thing in your family. It just wasn't anybody around there trying to 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 stay married or even be biblical you know, with the Bible being the heart and soul of uh, how their marriage was operating. And so it was real crucial for me to to really latch on to people at church. And so because I taught Sunday school. How I picked the couples I hung out with was I would pick the couples who had the stable children, right? The children who who weren't all confused and bad in Sunday school. Then I went and hung out with their parents to find out, well, I want to know what they're doing to come out with good children. And so I would I would try to wiggle my way into their home and uh, and let them invite me there so I could say, how, you know, how are you doing this thing? Your your marriage must be good, you know, if it's not there. I remember one time the kids was, um, we were all sitting down there talking and they were talking about how their parents argue it was 5th grade Sunday school right juniors and uh and, and they were talking about how their parents argue right so so these girls talking about yeah my mom throws stuff and my dad yells and sometimes he says cuss words like in the movies and I mean and, and this one girl was like oh oh let me tell you about my parents let me tell you about my parents let me tell you about mine like, honey no yes honey Honey, no, honey, yes, honey. Okay, we'll settle this in the morning. And all the other kids looked at her like, "That ain't no argument." You. <laughs> and I said, "I'm gonna hang out with that family." So I got to know her dad, and I said, "I want, I want him to teach me." I said, "If he can, if he, if he can keep that kind of patience and that kind of calm, I want to learn from that guy, man." And I, I never forget that family. I love that family to death, man. They, they invite me over and. And on Sunday, and I hang out with him, and and he would walk with me and talk with me, and uh, and and so he he was a bio biomedical engineer, something like that, some long deep term. He he went to school first, and she stayed home with the kids, and then she went to school and became a teacher, and uh, and that's that's how they worked it out because he had to be in school a long time, yet they wanted to have a family, and they wanted somebody to always be home with the kids, so. They, they worked it out that way. Just, you know, the, the Graff family, great family. You know what I mean? It was there. But they but they were willing to let me in and, and willing to share. And I find sometimes that a lot of times people in our day and age are not willing to to share, to build relationships with people. You know what I mean? They'll have a church relationships of hugging, you know, and, and, and everything like say hi in church. But as far as letting somebody in their home, letting them see their faults, and you know, letting them see their strengths, uh, that's something that, that's not even there. Uh, something that me and you did a lot of and we still do is we attend marriage conferences you know what I mean we've been married uh, 23 yeah 23 years now I hesitate so I don't want y'all to get mad at me because I've been knowing her you know, since 1979. So you can tag on the years, you know, we've been knowing each other. And so, you know, getting married was just like something in between. You know, we didn't shack up. We didn't do nothing. We didn't date. You know I mean? We were just friends. You know, we just knew each other, went to college together and knew each other and just stayed in touch. when We both got saved around the same time. And, uh and then marriage came, you know, just out of that thing somehow after about 13 years of knowing each other. But, but uh, so I, to hesitate. I've been knowing knowing so long. You, you're my just best friend and everything that goes along with that. And uh, but you know, just I, I, we go to marriage conferences. We go. We've been to family life. We've. Uh, Pastor uh, Sam Nero's New Life Church does a let's stay together one we've been going to recently uh, I really enjoy that one. Sam he was on the show plugging that that'll be this April he'll be back over here to plug that one it's a great conference for, especially for young people to go to uh, but we've done family life we, we send people from our church to family life uh, and we just believe in investing in, in, in our marriage and, and doing things like that and when you look at all the marriage conferences we've been to you know what What was some of the eye opening times that, that uh, one or two eye opening that you can share with us. That 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 you just just popped in mind. Just popped to mind.
2: Well, I remember we went to one conference and it just talked about um, characteristics of um, well, I guess the leadership. I'm trying to think of what is... Uh, oh, personality traits. Um, personality traits. This. and D-I-S-C. One of the things that really surprised me, um, I could never understand when we want to take vacations, we're totally different as to how we want to spend our vacations. <laughs> I want to be on a beach. My husband wants to go and talk to everyone. Talking for me is work. Talking for him is a joy. So I'm sitting in this seminar, and they're talking about some people relaxed by talking to everyone some people relax by shutting themselves away from everyone and I sat there and I listened to that and I realized oh my husband fit in this one category so in order to relax he has to be around people whereas he needs to understand that for me to relax I need to not be around people and so in planning vacations um instead of getting mad at the fact that he always wants to talk to people I give him that room to um be able to go and talk to everybody, and he has to understand that I need the room to be able to just sit in my room or sit on a beach, and and uh, that really helped me. So that was one. Another, um, another conference we went to, I just saw how much people really enjoyed being married. And in this world, you don't meet a lot of people that really enjoy being married. And so um, i said from that, I really want all my children to attend this one because they need to see couples that are really happy and have been married a long time and are still happy.
1: Yeah. See, be around people who are married. like The one we, the dinner we went to the other night, or the couple at our table was, what, 40,
2: 43 years? 43
1: years. And the other couple was 45 years. You know what I mean? And they just are giggling. <laughs> they just keep in this day and age, especially me, man, my oh my goodness, you know, I've seen people fight like sailors, you know, and uh, so but to see somebody still going like that, it, it just it just motivates you, to, you know, just to to keep going on to, to be that example of what God has called you to be. But you know, in, in in light of fact, sometimes people always say they don't have time, you know, they don't have time, you know, time gets to be a, a, a maker. But if something you know you really care for. You know, I just believe you invest in it. I, I just think you should invest in it. And, you know, you invest in your marriage, you invest in your retirement, you invest in, you know, and you invest in your car. You know, you, you you know, everybody gonna be out there washing their sand and salt They're off home. their car. They'll be redoing, modeling them homes and and upgrading them TVs and computers and everything like that. And, and we need to really do something when it comes into the area of marriage. because you know, the greatest, the greatest witness, the greatest testimony that we can have is to be salt and light in our communities but to see that that what God says works you know what I mean what what God says works and uh, and I just never forget that time me and you were walking uh, through the neighborhood and pushing our baby and that young girl with her baby said I wish I wish my boyfriend would walk with me and push the baby and you overheard her and it uh, it, it just made you realize the importance of not going to Lake Calhoun but to walk through the hood. You listen to Isaiah sixty one yet together? Uh, We're gonna take a break and we'll come back and we're gonna talk about the thing—the thing that I talk about the most: children in marriage.
0: In a dramatic series titled Faith Under Fire, Alistair Begg takes us through the remarkable events in the book of Daniel. An exile living in an unbelieving culture, Daniel never wavered from his faith. Request your free copy of Faith Under Fire on a convenient flash drive. It's yours for the asking from Truth For Life. Request your free copy of the Faith Under Fire flash drive before time runs out at am980themission.com.
1: Welcome back to Isaiah sixty one, radio ministry of the Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, and I'm here with my wife Layla Sutton, and uh, we're here just talking about uh, just some some cues and, and pointers on 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 marriage. And uh, you know this month of, of, of February, we always program to think about love. <laughs> Jesus commands us to love every day. You know, what I mean, but if we can catch y'all, catch y'all while y'all are here, and get a level of understanding. It's such a rare time to have my wife with me. And I figured it, uh, I'll, I'll bless y'all. I'll hope y'all recording it and holding on to it. And your children got it as an heirloom because it'll probably sell for big money. Uh, she don't even like pictures, so. But while we was coming into the break, you know, I, I said we would transition and we would talk about, uh, you know, children in marriage. But then my my wife brought up a, a good point during the break that that she didn't really have uh, couples to really uh, learn from or or, or emulate from and and uh, and dealing with things. So she she had another method that she used and it helped her to deal with me. And, uh, and so what is that method, honey? <laughs>
2: So I was just thinking as he was talking about having couples that he could spend time with, and I didn't, that... Uh all I really had was, I know a lot of people don 't like the Old Testament they 're always in the New Testament, but for me, I found that when I had challenges with my husband that I would go to the Old Testament and look at some of those marriages and how the women dealt with the situations that they were in when they were like, "I have no control over decisions that my husband is making, but yet and still their trust was in God, and God always, always always protected them, even when their husbands made bad decisions or even when they made good decisions and so I wanted to just share with uh, people if they don't have anyone around them that can give them help or hope or that they can go to when they don't know what to do that they can always look to the Bible and look at examples there and even in the Old Testament which people want to throw out they can look at the Old Testament examples of women and how they persevered through um, decisions and 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 how God just was with them through that. And it just encouraged me and just let me know that no matter what happened, as long as my trust was in God, I know that he would bring me through, that, you know, he would steer the, the ship correct if it seemed like it was going off. And then sometimes I would think that, you know, it should go this way, and my husband thought it should go that way. And I just deferred to him, and it ended up working out in the long run because my trust was ultimately in God. I know a lot of times I tell women that— um You know, you don't trust man. I haven't found anywhere in the Bible where it says that you should trust man. It says you should trust God and you should respect those who are in authority. So your trust is supposed to be in God and not in man or your husband. You just respect your husband because that's the position that God has put him in. And I just thought I'd share that.
1: And I am very thankful for that. I told you that the other day. I am very thankful for the fact that you you trust me and and uh I respect and, and
2: you and
1: respect me. Yeah, that's hard. God. You laughed at me when I first asked for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know when we was at a seminar and they was talking about respect your husband. My wife is quick to tell me she loves me. I said I don't really care about that. <laughs> respect me. You know what I mean? <laughs> the hood gonna come out of me. But mm-hmm. I, you know I was when I did a series one time. I did I did the Dobson series on bringing up boys, and then I, I was asked to come and uh and. And teach uh, a Bible study at a at a community kind of like Bible study, and I taught on bringing up boys because of my work with young men, and then just the fact of what i've done with even with my own boys and uh but one of the things in that study that I came across was that 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 the number one reason for divorce in our country now is child centered homes and and I, and i and at first I thought about that, and I said nah yeah I thought but then I thought about it. I thought about some of the young couples that I've married, some of them that I've counseled and 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 it does and you know and and I, that's when i came up with my little analogy that you don't like about my different wives you know what i mean we tell you don't know, like my little nouns you have the different why but uh um, but but you know and so because the, the child becomes the center of everything you know what i mean you know me and you've had these discussions where i've told you nowhere in my wedding vows does it mention children and <laughs> nowhere <laughs> i said i really don't care you know if people and it's not being mean or anything like that as as as, as, a, as a dad or a male or anything like that it's just that 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 I chose my wife and I try to make it clear that I, the end to my children I chose her I didn't choose you you just came out, you know. What I mean, you know, I didn't choose no hair color, no type, no face, no height. You know, what I mean, I said you came out, and I love you, and I'm gonna take care of you. But, but I said I chose her. You know, what I mean, and so you know, so if it, if anything happens, y'all gonna be gone. Not you know, not not, not her, because I know y'all gonna leave me like I left my mama. And so we get to going back and forth, but it's kind of hard for people to make that adjustment sometimes, especially mothers, because they like to mother. And then now, especially when you have a lot of guys that have never really had a father, you know. Because I, mean? I, I look at one family in particular; I was uh, they there hasn't been any male authority in their family in three generations. No male authority in their family for three generations. Yeah, you know, women have just gotten used to being being without 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 men, and and so therefore, when they run up on a guy that that has a little bit of authority, there becomes some friction because they they're just not used to it. A lot of the guys that I work with, even on the street. You know, they, they a, a woman can come out there and tell them to stop fighting and arguing, and they'll say, yes, ma'am, and stop. A guy come out there, they want to fight him, you know what I mean, because they're not used to dealing with male authority, you know what I mean, because because that, that void that happens in there. And, and and what is that a result of? That is a result of us really not honoring honoring marriage, you know what I mean, and getting to that point. A friend of mine said this, uh, Dr. David Moore said, he said, quit complaining that your spouse is not the person they should be. And you become the kind of person that makes them acceptable. Because it, 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 if it's obvious that they're not going to change and you're in this relationship, that means that you need to change so that the marriage can be compatible. You know what I mean? Because but you can't have two people not willing to change. And, you know, and you don't want to change outside the boundaries of Scripture and, and getting into that and going that way. But, you know, the thing about it most important is this, is that people will never truly understand Christ's love and appreciation for us until we demonstrate our love and appreciation for our spouses in marriage. You know, that will become an automatic that people can understand the father's love. But yet importantly, they can understand the love of uh, the Christ would have for us to be willing to die for us. If they don't see that husbands are willing to die for their wives, their wives are willing to submit to their husbands, And we won't we won't see that. We'll still operate in this confusion. And marriage is very important. So if you're thinking about it, just because you're burning. I say let it go the Bible says it's better to marry than to burn but it's better not to marry than to burn twice because if you get divorced you're going to be burning again you know what I mean so you got to keep keep this cycle going Hey, this is Isaiah 61 thank you for listening in Uh, we'll come back next week and as always God bless walk in His power and set somebody free